Good Monday morning, Orlando. Hope you had a fantastic weekend. We are delighted you're up early with us here at 6 o'clock for our first check on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic right here for you on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning President Trump lands in Israel and its curtains for the greatest show on earth. We'll have the details coming up in one minute. President is speaking in Israel as we speak and will reflect on what I thought was a phenomenal speech by the president in Saudi Arabia next on Good Morning Orlando. And good Monday morning at 6.01 on News Radio 1025. President Trump is in Israel. Air Force One touched down in Tel Aviv earlier today for the second stop on his first foreign tour as president. He's scheduled to spend 36 hours in the Jewish state where he'll visit with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. The White House has said Trump will talk about the Israeli-Palestinian peace process and reaffirm the U.S. alliance with Israel. He's also scheduled to visit the West Bank and meet with Palestinian President Mahmoud Abbas. Other items on Trump's schedule include laying a wreath at the Yad Vashem Holocaust Memorial, praying at the Western Wall, and visiting the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. This news brought to you by Tresco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. And Deb, we prepared a couple of sound cuts I thought were really worth hearing from the speech by the president in Saudi Arabia yesterday. We'll talk about that and some of the triumphs and the challenges yet to come on this ambitious first trip abroad for President Trump. Back here stateside, another candidate to fill the FBI director post is removing his name from consideration. Ex-FBI official Richard McFeely is reportedly taking his name off the list of contenders. McFeely told Trump administration officials of his decision over the weekend. McFeely was among four people interviewed last week to replace fired FBI director James Comey. And believe it or not, the top candidate coming out of those interviews was former Connecticut Senator Joe Lieberman. North Korea says a missile test Sunday was a success. North Korea's state-run news agency said the type of medium-range ballistic missile fired Sunday is now ready for military action. The missile traveled over 300 miles before falling into the Sea of Japan. It was the second missile test by the isolated communist country in a week. North Korea test-fired a mid- to long-range missile just one week ago. And just last Monday, the U.N. Security Council again called on the isolated communist nation not to carry out further testing. Back stateside, people who fly drones as a hobby will not have to register with them with the Federal Aviation Administration. A federal appeals court in Washington, D.C. has ruled against an FAA rule requiring everyone who owns a drone to pay a $5 fee and have it registered in a national database. The ruling issued Friday categorizes drones as model aircraft and noted that a 2012 federal law says the FAA doesn't have authority to regulate model aircraft. The FAA started enforcing its drone registration rule in late 2015. In local news, an Osceola County deputy is on administrative leave after shooting and killing a suspect. Osceola County Sheriff's Deputy John Stubbs shot and killed a 37-year-old driver during a traffic stop late Saturday on Florida's Turnpike. Osceola County Sheriff Russ Gibson says his deputy was justified when the driver became belligerent near mile marker 196. This is near Yeehaw Junction in the far southern stretches of Osceola County. The driver died at the scene and the deputy was hospitalized for minor injuries. The Florida Department of Law Enforcement is investigating. And finally, after 146 years, the curtain closes on the greatest show on earth. We want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. You've just witnessed the final presentation of this American treasure, this American icon, Ringling Brothers and Barnum and 
The final show for the Ringling Brothers and Barnum and & Bailey Circus took place on New York's Long Island last night. Ringling's parent company, Feld Entertainment, which is headquartered in Palmetto in Manatee County, announced back in January that it would close the show, citing declining attendance and high operating costs, really saying that the decision to retire the elephants last year was really the beginning of the end. The attendance dropped like a rock when they did that. Big triumph for PETA and animal rights. And in the next half hour, Deb, I've got some thoughts on this and where we may be headed in terms of our relationship with our four-legged friends, the animals. Ah, be interesting to hear your take on that. Well, it's coming. Uh, let me take a guess. Shoot them all. No, stop that. Now, WFLA there you go. News there time. you go. You take a couple of days off and you come back in here and you just uh, throw a grenade at the Bud Man. I just pulled that pin <laughs> Lobbed it over to your oh. side of the studio, and now it's time for me to go. <laughs> All in good fun. WFLA News Time 606. Read about a surgeon who's now in hot water for doing liposuction in a barn. I don't see any problems with that. <laughs> no? Anywhere you can get it done, get it done? <laughs> Suck that fat out of there. <laughs> Just get it out. I don't care if it's in a barn yeah, or in a garage okay. or if it's in the back room. But it's a surgeon is still in trouble, and you can read the story for yourself at 1025WFLA.com. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Hedinger and Deborah Roberts on News Radio 1025. Fat people, shoot them all. Is that where you're coming from? I hope not. I'd be one of the first one on the target. (laughs) No, you wouldn't. You look marvelous. And you are a sight for sore eyes. Great to have you you back after grabbing a long weekend. And and goodness knows you worked so hard. I can see where you might have made good use of it, Deb. You look terrific. (laughs) Thank you. I'll turn the lights back on when (laughs) I leave the studio. (laughs) Maybe I need my eyes re-examined by Dr. Filatowski. Is that what you're suggesting? No. No, I'm seeing crystal clear. Don't worry. Yes, you are. You look terrific. Al Inspector did a great job in your stead. And Yaffe is running the show in the control room and it doesn't get any better than that no nope. okay we've we'll, got the 18 yep we'll get into the demise of the, the biggest circus of them all also a stunning story and i've been wondering how they were going to handle this they are going to silence the trump animatronic figure when they reopen the hall of presidents at disney's magic kingdom multiple reports on that very controversial we're getting into it in the seven o'clock hour So stay tuned. We're digging in on the president's Middle Eastern trip. I was impressed with that speech in Saudi Arabia. What about you? We'll listen to some of it together. Right now, the president is on the tarmac with um, Benjamin Netanyahu, the prime minister of Israel, second leg of his uh, five-stop tour all over the Middle East and Europe. Ambitious agenda so far going like clockwork. All of this in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic for you in just two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Yaffe, I asked you to monitor um, any comments from the president on the tarmac in Tel Aviv while Deb and I opened the show. I couldn't hear it. What did he have to say, essentially? Anything of great substance or not? Yeah, while you and Deb were uh, blabbing about something, I decided to listen to Trump instead. And um, <laughs> well, She suggested I wanted to shoot all the animals. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I know. Deb's back. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Um, uh, no, Nothing too uh, breaking news-wise. He basically just said that um, he welcomes... Uh, He thanks the president and the prime minister for allowing him to be there. He loves Israel and looks forward to working with them this week. And Melania looks fantastic and very, very comfortable. She's in a um, 
kind of a white dress. It's kind of magnificent. She looks absolutely great. And um, and they're continuing to make their way down this endless red carpet, shaking hands with all kinds of uh, uh, Israeli figures, religious figures, etc. We'll continue to follow it. I thought the president's speech in Saudi Arabia before the leaders of all of those Muslim nations, which is certainly historic, unique, we've never seen anything like that before. I thought it was a magnificently crafted speech. There are those, of course, who are dedicated to destroying anything associated with the Trump presidency and destroying the the man himself if they can. So you're hearing and seeing all kinds of things in the mainstream media. Well, he didn't say radical Islamic terrorism, did he? Like he said on the campaign, if you're trying to strike deals and get a relationship going with people, you don't poke them in the eye any harder than you have to. I should say for the record that he said terror 31 times in that speech yesterday that lasted the better part of an hour. Uh, He said Islamic extremism. He said Islamic terror once, just for the record, Um, He criticized Iran very heavily, called for their continuing isolation, but he still has not undone Obama's Iranian nuclear deal that he railed on. He says they are reviewing it. That's the latest on that from the Trump administration. Trump signed in uh, Saudi Arabia some deals that will be controversial with the Israelis for sure. Um, deals with the Saudis targeting, totaling nearly $400 billion over 10 years, including an immediate sale of $110 billion of U.S. military hardware and technology to the Saudis. But the message there, I like. I think the message is from the president, we, America, we are done spilling American blood and treasure all over the Middle East and mid in unwinnable wars. And we're going to give you the wherewithal to fight radical Islamic terrorism, Saudi Arabia. Take it and run with it. Let's look at the uh, highlights of the speech as I see it yesterday, um, which, by the way, Netanyahu, upon the arrival of the president in Tel Aviv within the past half hour, called a forcible speech of conviction and clarity. I could not have said it better myself. Here is Trump, totally different in tone, no question about that, before the Saudis, compared with candidate Trump. I stand before you as a representative of the American people to deliver a message of friendship and hope and love. We are not here to lecture. We are not here to tell other people how to live, what to do, who to be, or how to worship. But there was some tough talk from the president, and you will hear it here in a moment. If you've caught up with the speech in its entirety yesterday or with excerpts on the news, I'd like to know your take on how the president is doing on this historic first foreign trip of his presidency. Very strong so far, in my not-so-humble opinion. But I want to know what you think. 407-916-5400. Text line 23680 as we roll on for the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. We'll go to the phone lines here in just a moment on the Trump uh, speech in Saudi Arabia yesterday that I thought was bold and courageous and thought-provoking, to say the least. Um, here is the president, who did mention terror more than 30 times in the speech, even though he never uttered his familiar campaign phrase of radical Islamic terrorism. He clearly defined the enemy and the fight. This is not a battle between different faiths, different sects, or different civilizations. This is a battle 
between barbaric criminals who seek to obliterate human life and decent people, all in the name of religion. People that want to protect life and want to protect their religion. This is a battle between good and evil. Well put, sir. President Trump made it clear that America cannot win this battle alone, that it will be up to the predominantly Muslim nations of the world to root out radical Islamic terrorism from their midst, that they have a choice to make. A better future is only possible if your nations drive out the terrorists and drive out the extremists. Drive them out. Drive them out of your places of worship. Drive them out of your communities. Drive them out of your holy land. And drive them out of this earth. All right, that's the president to the leaders of 55 predominantly Muslim nations in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. Now, the speech was greeted with warm applause, but only the American delegation stood for the president while they clapped. Finally, a shortcut here, the president speaking directly to the terrorists, to the radical Islamic terrorists, about the consequences of their choices. If you choose the path of terror... Your life will be empty, your life will be brief, and your soul will be fully condemned. There you go. I thought it was powerful. I'm going to go to the phones and see what you think about the speech. I think you have to give the president his due. Presidents generally look their most presidential on foreign soil. I thought President Trump was most definitely presidential yesterday in Saudi Arabia, and appears so this morning in Israel. Marine One now is just about wheels up, uh, taking the president to Jerusalem on an Israeli tour now. Uh, Yaffe, go ahead on your take on the president's Saudi Arabian speech. There's never been a forum quite like that for an American president. Yeah, and beyond looking presidential, it was a really good speech. It was a speech that needed to be said. The idea of talking to these nations and say, you need to drive out Islamist extremism, because oh, yeah. it's a real problem. And I think it was a speech that need to be said, needed to be said. I agree 100%. I want to find out what you think. First on the line this morning from Apopka, Scott, you're on with the Budman and Yaffe on the Saudi Arabian speech by President Trump. How would you rate it? I would rate, rate it a 100%. Uh, Trump went over there like a proud American, shaking a hand like American. No bowing. Uh, no bowing. He's not being like Obama and a coward that Obama is and and giving excuses and apologizing for America. Let's stand together, united with the Saudis, and fight this terrorist that that's, the Saudis won't even let these refugees in their country either. Yep. Thank you, Scott, very much. Frank's on the line out of Volusia County. Frank, good morning from Deltona on the president's speech in Saudi Arabia. Hey, top of the morning, Buzz. I enjoy your program immensely. Uh, Yaffe, he told you about me uh, iterating to him about the groveling and the bowing. Uh, He has a problem with his back, though. That's why he doesn't bend and bow. Did you know that? Who is that? President Trump. He has a problem with his back? Yeah, that's why he doesn't bow and grovel when (laughs) when he goes abroad. Anyway. Now, he did have to stoop a little bit when the Saudi king put um, the medal around him. Remember, the highest honor that can be bestowed against somebody 
uh, coming oh, into Saudi Arabia. However, that's because the king is such an old guy and such a shrimp. So that <laughs> was what we, was going on there. Do you think the speech was a, strong? Did you real, like the Did you like the speech? We have a real president. We have a real president now, and I uh, I support him hundred uh, percent. He's terrific. Thank you, Frank, very much. You know, and and with the president just being hammered on the home front, this trip comes at just the right time. And so far, I think he is doing a beautiful, beautiful job. We'll have a live report and an update because there's breaking news about his uh, Israeli leg of the tour here coming up um, in our 7 o'clock hour at about 7.42. I'll be live with our News Radio 1025 national correspondent Joe Gomez reporting on the president in Israel and reflecting back on the uh, trip in Saudi Arabia. So there we go. It's Good Morning Orlando for the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. Delighted you are with us on the 50,000-watt front porch. Well, Ted, we continue to follow the president's uh, progress. He's on Marine One. The helicopter now headed for Jerusalem, having been uh, welcomed warmly by the Israelis on the tarmac in Tel Aviv. Yeah, Trump flew into the Jewish state from Saudi Arabia, marking what's believed to be the first ever direct flight between the two countries. Both the Israeli prime minister and president were on hand to greet Trump on the tarmac. While in Israel, he's expected to talk about the Israeli-Palestinian peace process and to reaffirm the U.S. alliance with Israel. With top Israeli officials, including Prime, uh, prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, Trump is also scheduled to meet with Palestinian Authority President Mahmoud Abbas. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. President Trump, meanwhile, is praising a $110 billion arms deal with Saudi Arabia while avoiding questions about political unrest at home. The arms deal was the centerpiece of several agreements that Secretary of State Rex Tillerson said could total as much as $350 billion. Trump called it a tremendous day, saying that, quote, hundreds of billions of investments into the U.S. will mean, quote, jobs, 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 end quote. Secretary of State Rex Tillerson says shared economic and security interests are at the core of the expanding relationship between the U.S. and Saudi Arabia. Back home at the Sunshine State, Florida's jobless rate takes a dive, dropping three-tenths of a point in April. In fact, Sissy Proctor at the Department of Economic Opportunity says it's the largest monthly decline since the economic recovery began. We are seeing the strong economic growth at the same time that our unemployment rate is plummeting. We're almost at a 10-year low uh, in Florida as of April with a 4.5% unemployment rate. Florida continues to be a national leader in job growth, adding almost 11,000 jobs last month. But that is only about half the usual number still for us here in central Florida. It's still good news because we continue to be leaders in the entire state when it comes to job growth. No question. And when you get down hugging 4%, that's basically pretty close to full employment. Yeah. That's a pretty impressive number. And the big drop all at once. Very interesting stuff. Important, too. Thousands of AT&T employees are expected back at work today after a three-day strike. Around 37,000 union employees nationwide walked off the job Friday. They're demanding higher pay and better health benefits. Union representatives are expected to start negotiating again today. And finally, in sports, the Magic will host four draft prospects tomorrow. The team will work out Cal forward Ivan Robb, Purdue forward uh, Caleb Swanigan, Villanova guard Josh Hart, and Houston guard Damian Dotson. The Magic hold the 6th and 25th overall picks in the first round of the NBA draft. Uh, They also have the 33rd and 35th picks in round two. 
Well, you know, hope springs eternal, as they say. I hope they got some guys in here who can play this game. I know. I know it's getting depressing. It's getting hard to be a Magic fan like a Mike Yaffe. Uh, I know it. Diehard Magic fan for a long time. You You got to hang in there. You do. You do. Don't want any fair weather fans. (laughs) You can get these stories and more at 1025wfla.com. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando continues now. All right, Deborah Roberts with the news, top and bottom of the hour, whenever it breaks as we roll on from the Front Gate Realty Studio on a Monday morning. We are glad you're with us. And now let's bring her in from New York City, live from the Bloomberg Newsroom with our daily Bloomberg Business Report, our good friend Gina Cervetti. Good morning, and I hope you had a terrific weekend, Gina. But thank you, I did. I hope uh, you as well and your crew there. Yes, absolutely true. Now, you've been looking back over Friday's trading and looking ahead with the futures. And what do you have off the top on the Bloomberg Business Report this morning for us? Well, it's kind of a quiet Monday so far. The futures are a little changed. We did have stocks closing higher on Friday with broad market gains, but it was still a bit of a negative week with the S&P and the Dow slipping four-tenths percent and the Nasdaq losing six-tenths. We have crude oil moving higher this morning as Saudi Arabia says all producers taking part in output cuts agree on prolonging the deal through next year's first quarter. So oil is up about eight-tenths percent, not a huge gain, but approaching $51 a barrel. By the way, I saw gas on the way to work this morning, regular uh, for two twelve here. Uh, what are they selling gas for up there in your neck of the woods? It's not uh, in uh, Pennsylvania. It's a little higher than that, bud. But in New Jersey, I think you can find it pretty close to two twelve a gallon. Mm-hmm. Pretty much because it's always cheaper there, and you still don't have to pump it yourself. Yeah, that's funny that, that <laughs> rule they have in New Jersey. And, and that, 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 I love it in yeah, the I'll bad weather. Do. I'll bet I, you do. I don't love it so much when you're looking around for the guy and he's nowhere to be found, and oh, you're just sitting there. That's the flip side of that deal in <laughs> yes. New Jersey. Okay, fair enough. Hey, listen, you've been reporting on the difficulties that Ford Motor Company is having, and we have more news, I think, reflective of that coming up today. Yes, Ford is set to be replacing embattled CEO Mark Fields as early as today with Jim Hackett. Now, he's a turnaround specialist who's been leading the car makers' moves into self-driving vehicles and ride-sharing. This is according to a person familiar with what is expected to happen. That is, that Ford plans to announce the 56-year-old Fields is retiring. His departure comes amid a more than 30% plunge in Ford's stock since he took over in July of 2014. Now, Hackett revived the fortunes of office furniture maker Steelcase as CEO from 1994 to 2014. That involved deep cuts in the workforce, including, according to the Bloomberg report, personally pink-slipping the best man from his wedding, according to Automotive News. Uh, Hackett became the athletic director at the University of Michigan at a time of turmoil and hired Jim Harbaugh to return the football team to its winning ways. So he is a turnaround specialist. Yeah, that sounds pretty chilly, doesn't it? Blowing out the guy who was at your wedding as your (laughs) best man. Woo! It kind of does. Business is tough. Anyway, um, for folks who are awaiting their tax refund, uh, I guess the word out of Bloomberg is that they have a lot of company, and it really is having an impact on uh, on the economy, isn't it? Yes. Well, we had Foot Locker joining the growing number of companies, saying first quarter results were stifled by delayed income tax returns because cash-strapped customers were waiting on their refund to splurge. Pepsi, Visa, Walmart also mentioning the issue with more than More and more S&P 500 companies saying that the impact, for better or worse, of tax returns in the first quarter of 2017 than in all of tax refund quarters combined 
in the past. So they're really relying on these tax refunds these companies are. Whether they've come in, mm-hmm. that's a bad thing. If, uh, if they've come in, yes, it's a good thing. If they haven't, not so good for these retailers and these companies. Understand where you're coming from there. Now, also, it's interesting. We report so much about what Amazon.com and the online shopping trend is doing to the traditional bricks-and-mortar retailers. Around here, they seem to be shuttering their doors every time you turn around. But the retailers say things are not quite as bad as we might think, right? Well, they're trying to make this argument, at least the shopping center owners that host these retailers. Shopping center owners and the retailers are gathering in Las Vegas this week, and they're prepared to send this message, and that is the demise of the American Mall has been greatly exaggerated, but it is a tough story to sell. We're seeing the store closures accelerating, stocks are sinking, consumers buying more and more things online, but the executives at the International Council of Shopping Centers annual convention insist that brick-and-mortar business is healthy enough to weather the storm. They point to a trend of property owners releasing many stores for more profitable uses such as food and entertainment venues. Terrific stuff as always, getting us off to a roaring start with a Monday Bloomberg Business Report. Gina Cervetti, have a great day in the Big Apple. We'll catch you tomorrow morning. All right, you have a good day there in nice, sunny Orlando. Yeah, which we we need the rain is what we need. Oh, gosh, we've had so much of it here. I know you guys are really suffering. It's like a desert. I know, I know. (laughs) It's coming, though. Gina, thank you. I hope so. See you now. All right, bye. Hey, what's bugging the Bud Man? The final show for the Ringling Brothers Circus. And trust me, you ain't seen nothing yet. My bold, provocative prediction on what is ahead. I want to know what you think, and um, we'll also share a few moments with the uh, legendary Ringling Brothers Circus on their very, very final act ever. That in Orlando's news, weather and traffic in two minutes here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. So, this morning, after 146 years, the greatest show on earth, the Ringling Brothers Barnum and Bailey Circus, this American entertainment icon is no more. The final show was held last night and streamed online from an arena in Uniondale, Long Island. The audience heard from the CEO of the Feld family that owned the circus, the ringmaster, and then from the entire cast as they sang along with the crowd a final farewell to an American entertainment institution. It's incredibly heartwarming to see all of you that have come out for the final performance of Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey. Who's ready for the greatest show on earth? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are and we will always be the greatest show on earth and we thank you for coming on out tonight to this historic occasion. And that's the way the greatest show on earth, once upon a time, went out. Changing American tastes, a very expensive business model, losing the elephants, etc., etc. Lots of reasons, but principally, this is the greatest triumph ever by the animal rights activists, the people for the ethical treatment of animals, the PETA crowd in particular. And they are not done. Here is my prediction, and I want to know whether or not you think I might have this right or whether the Budman is way off the rails and whether this great show is turning into a circus before your very ears. So here's my prediction. With the animal rights movement continuing, you know what they're doing with SeaWorld, okay? 
They're trying to kill it. And and, and SeaWorld's reinventing itself. Less emphasis on the killer whales and et cetera, et cetera. But this thing, this animal rights thing is broad-based, and these activists will not stop. And I believe they have some goals way beyond destroying the iconic Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus. And maybe, to a degree, the circus with animals is passe. I mean, we can debate that. But this is the greatest triumph ever by the PETA crowd, okay? I believe in five years you will not be able to find in America a circus with any animals in it. It will all be the Cirque du Soleil human circus model. I believe that within 25 years, there will be no zoos, courtesy of the PETA crowd and the animal activists. We're not going to hold any animals captive at all. Goodbye, zoos. And within 50 years, no hamburgers. No chicken sandwiches that you will not be eating anything in this country that had a face. I think that is where this is going. Do you believe, and I believe if you could waterboard the PETA crowd, which would be fun and I'd be very, very glad to do it, just say the word and you could get the truth out of them, they would tell you that, Bud Man, you are right on the money. Not sure about your timing, but absolutely that's our agenda. In five years, no more circuses with animals. Within 25 years, no zoos. And within 50 years, no hamburgers, no chicken sandwiches. We don't eat anything that once had a face. Now, tell me if you think that's on the money or not. We can debate the timing, but do you think this is where the animal rights movement is headed? And if so, do you support it? 407-916-5400, text line 23680. Could I be right? The emboldened animal rights movement celebrating their greatest victory with the demise of the Ringling Brothers Barnum and Bailey Circus will not stop. I think it's reasonable that within five years there will be no more circuses with animals to see in America. That within 25 years there will be no zoos to take your kids to with live animals in America, and that within 50 years, goodbye, burgers, chicken sandwiches, steaks, lamb chops, pork chops, fish dinners. Oh, not the fish dinners, bud. Oh, see, I knew I'd hit you where you live if I kept on running off the list, (laughs) Yaffe. Actually, the thing would be buffalo wings. If if we can't have buffalo wings anymore, I just, I don't know what I'll do. You're ripping those little chickens' wings. We're not going to let, no, you can't do that. No buffalo wings for you. Even if they rename them for something other than a living animal, like a buffalo. What about it, Yaffe? This is where the animal rights movement is headed. Am I too extreme on this? Could it possibly be that this would come true? Honest to goodness, I believe this is where it's headed. Whether we stop it, that's the open question. Um, Well, in the last segment, you said if you waterboarded the PETA people, they would admit that this is their goal. Yeah. I don't think you'd have to waterboard them. I think if you just asked them straight up, they would say (laughs) that. Because I've talked to some of them, and that is their goal. They don't want any meat any animals in captivity. They don't even like pets, really. So I I agree with you. This is where it's headed. 
All right, let's go to line one here before we check that text line Yaffe's monitoring. Hector from Orlando, am I on the money or off the rails on this prediction? I think you're right on, bud. Um, good morning. Um, morning. Step back a little bit. About a year and a half ago, I took my two little sons to the circus, which was always something I loved as a child. And uh, they had protesters out there screaming at us, telling us that we were bad for going to a circus and pro- uh, supporting. How did you explain that to your? How did you explain that to your kids? Well, my children were very little, uh, three and three mm-hmm. and two years old, yeah. so they didn't really understand what was going on. Yeah. But um, but I but I, I I tried to discuss reasonably with some of those folks, and they were they were totally irrational. Oh yeah, um, that, that, that they, ain't we happening. Were, we were. <laughs> We were part of the problem, and we were killing elephants by proxy, by uh, by supporting it. And um, so I said, well, if you release the elephants, uh, they'll probably just be killed in the wild anyway for the ivory trade. And I think you're barking up the wrong tree. I think you need to push, you know, the anti-ivory thing. But then going back to today, uh, on Friday last week, I saw in downtown Orlando mm-hmm. on Church Street and Orange Avenue a protest set up where they had a table. Four people sitting at the table with a nice formal dining table and plates and everything, and fork and knife in their hand and blindfolds on, and then people uh, handing out literature with pictures of dead chickens, telling us that um, Darden abuses animals and that they want to protect Yaffe, Darden. Yaffe, did Russia. you hear that from Hector? There go your chicken wings, man. This is the first sign. Uh, this is not good, yeah. bud. But, but I also asked him a question. I know it's a little off topic, but I asked him a question. I said, right down the road. Planned Parenthood, and they kill little babies in there. How do you feel about that? Oh, I'm sure that said, well, played well. We're not well. here for that. We're here for chickens. Yeah. And I just thought, well, something's wrong with you if you care more about a chicken, which is a food source, rather than yeah people people being killed. They they just looked at me with disdain and disbelief. Oh yeah. But, um, I, I was just shaking my head. It was that's the route. That's the way it's going. So uh, All right. yeah. yeah Good talking it over right. with you, Heather. Thanks for Heather. That's the weather. <laughs> Hector, thank you so much. Weekend takes its toll on the Bud Man here, Yaffe. Apparently. I have, be, I have to be completely rehabilitated on Monday mornings. What's coming in on that text <laughs> line? Let me be quiet for a moment. Uh, yeah, so one person says they agree with you, but thinks you're leaving out one important thing, and that's anything to do with horses and dog races. Oh, yeah. We've talked about that. Yeah. You know, we had the issue with all the greyhounds up there in uh, Sanford uh, mm-hmm. Orlando Kennel Club being sickened by that there all bad the time. meat. Right, right. And I, and I said to you, I said, I said, watch for it. They're going to try to destroy the the, uh, the sport of horse race, racing. And you said, you know what? I hadn't really thought about that. But that's coming. That's oh, yeah. all part of it. I think it is. One person said the South will truly rise again when you're trying, when you try taking their barbecue. So oh, that could be <laughs> the end of it, right? <laughs> yeah. One person says you lost me when you said take away the burgers. Nobody is taking away my double cheeseburgers. <laughs> That's 50 years. I'm going to check out before then, so I don't care. You'll have to deal with that. But Thanks. I'm telling you, they, aren't, they are indoctrinating uh, the, the younger set coming up, and you're already seeing, you know, uh, I, I think the younger generation, kids coming up now, they feel uncomfortable in a SeaWorld show with the killer whales, et cetera. And this whole psychology can drive this way beyond where we are with them destroying the Ringling Brothers Circus. I mean, okay. when they can get the animals to stop eating each other, maybe then I'll I'll think about it. <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting thought. Good.
Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you at the top of the 7 o'clock hour on a Monday as we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic right now here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning President Trump lands in Israel, and Senator Marco Rubio says let the Intelligence Committee do its work. We'll have those details coming up in one minute. And what will the new President Trump animatronic figure say at Disney's Hall of Presidents? I believe we have the answer. Wait till you hear this next on Good Morning Orlando. It felt good to say that. Good Monday morning at 7.04 on News Radio 1025. President Trump is in Israel today as he moves on to the second stop of his first foreign trip. On my first trip overseas as president, I have come to this sacred and ancient land to reaffirm the unbreakable bond between the United States and the state of Israel. He's scheduled to hold talks with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Netanyahu, along with the President of Israel, was on hand to greet Trump as Air Force One landed on the tarmac. Trump flew into the Jewish state from Saudi Arabia earlier today, marking the first ever direct flight between the two countries. Netanyahu remarked that he hopes an Israeli leader will be able to fly from Tel Aviv to Riyadh one day in the future. This news brought to you by Tresco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Florida Senator Marco Rubio says he'll have a chance to investigate with the Senate Intelligence Committee on the firing of former FBI Director James Comey. We're going to have access to Director Comey, hopefully to the notes, and to all sorts of other information that will give us true, complete insight into all of this. That's only fair to the president. That's only fair to the country. That's the Republican senator on CNN State of the Union yesterday. Comey has agreed to testify after Memorial Day. And I watched that. And to Rubio's credit, he, he kind of let CNN and the rest of the mainstream media, most of which doesn't care for the president, to say, you're really jumping the gun here. You know, let's get the testimony and then let's talk about where we are. And the testimony is not expected to have any kind of big bombshells in it because Comey's expected to be called as a witness from that special counsel that's just been named. So while, you know, a lot of eyes and ears are going to be watching that testimony, we're not expecting to learn anything new. Mm-hmm. Because, again, there's still an active investigation. Got it. Former Today Show host Billy Bush is breaking his silence about the fallout over a graphic 2005 conversation with Donald Trump that was caught on a hot mic. Bush told The Hollywood Reporter that he wished he had changed the subject when looking back on an Access Hollywood tape in which Trump brags about grabbing women by the genitals. The 45-year-old Bush lost his job at Today when the Access Hollywood tape emerged during last year's presidential campaign. Another Fox News employee is getting the boot. The embattled network fired the five co-host Bob Beckel on Friday for making an insensitive comment to a black IT worker. Attorney Douglas Wigdor, who represents the employee, says Beckel told the IT worker that he was leaving his office while he serviced his computer because he was black. Wigdor adds that the 66-year-old pundit then tried to intimidate the worker to withdraw a complaint for racial discrimination. Now, he was canned once before, Beckel. And then they brought him back. It's really interesting. And I don't think he's coming back on Fox again. I don't believe so. Yeah. And finally, speaking of Fox, former Fox News founder Roger Ailes is being remembered by Democrats, Republicans, television commentators and celebrities alike. The news veterans funeral was attended Saturday by talk show host Rush Limbaugh, his conservative colleague Sean Hannity and Robert F. Kennedy's widow Ethel Kennedy. Her son Douglas, a reporter for Fox News, read a passage 
about how nothing can separate a believer from the love of God. Ailes died Wednesday in West Palm Beach a week after he suffered a fall in his bathroom at home. He was 77. And he really, he built an empire. I mean, that was his vision, Fox News. He drove it and he ran it. And there'll never be, whether you care for Fox or not, another Roger Ailes. WFLA Newstime 707. Read about a mom letting her kids play nude in the pool, right? You've got a fence up, neighbors can't see. Yeah, but turns out months later, her neighbor told her that Google was watching. Oh, yeah. There's no privacy. There really is. Anyone who has that expectation has no connection to what's going on in modern America. But and it includes your backyard, even when your little kids are playing in your Gee, pool. You whiz. can read that story at 1025wfla.com. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando. On News Radio 1025. Thanks, Deb, the Deb Meister with the news. The Bud Man here with the hottest topics in talk radio. Yaffe running the show and producing in the control room. And Michael has just settled in to take your calls on what I think is the hottest topic of the morning here. We now know what we're going to hear, it is reported, from the new Trump robotic figure at the Disney Hall of Presidents. Stay tuned on this. It's controversial, and we need to talk about it. When we will, as we roll on for the Frontgate Realty Studio, visit laurahasthebuyers.com. I'll get into this in a moment. Stay with me if you possibly can. And uh, we'll have that in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in only two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFL. This may seem like a little story, but it is a very, very big story here. And I want you to listen very, very closely, and I'll explain why this is a very big story. It all begins at my favorite Disney World attraction, the Hall of Presidents in the Magic Kingdom. I've been eagerly anticipating, and perhaps you have as well, the reopening of the hall and the introduction of the new Donald Trump animatronic figure, wondering what the new president will say in the recording done in his own voice. Well, this morning... We believe we have the answers for you. First, a little time travel as we listen to the three prior modern presidents who have given voice to their figures in the Hall of Presidents. This Disney tradition dating back to 1993. Bill Clinton. My fellow citizens. We are the heirs of the great American Revolution. As this millennium draws to a close and the 21st century approaches, let us pause to honor the very idea of America. The current president of the United States, George W. Bush. My fellow Americans, when we look back on the history of this country, we see a record of almost unbelievable energy, sacrifice, hard work, of impossible dreams that our ancestors dreamed and made real. Ladies and gentlemen, President Barack Obama. The American dream is as old as our family, but as timeless as our hopes. It is reborn every day in the heart of every child who wakes up in a land of limitless possibilities. Now, let's listen to what you'll be hearing from the President Donald Trump animatronic figure 
when Disney World's Hall of Presidents reopens in the near future. Silence. We have multiple reports that they are silencing the Trump figure, that he will not make the traditional speech in the Hall of Presidents. This is censorship and media bias right before our eyes in a new and different and I think very disturbing way at the largest media company we have, Disney. They have a way to explain this, but it doesn't set well with me. More in a moment, and your reaction, you will not, it is reported from multiple sources, be hearing anything from the Trump figure. He will be on stage as one of the 45 presidents, but he will not speak. Ending the tradition that began in 1993. You will hear from Abe Lincoln and George Washington, those figures, but not from the new president of the United States. I've got more to say on this, and I want to know what you think. Stay with me. 407-916-5400, text line 23680. On the silencing of the new Trump robotic figure at the Hall of Presidents, which is soon to reopen, they shut it down when they have a new president, they got to reconfigure everything, and they've got to get the new figure ready to go is reported by a number of media outlets that they're not going to let him speak. Uh, The Motherboard uh, website is saying this, that they have had communication with an anonymous source within the Disney Imagineering outfit that puts all of these things together, that given how polarizing the president is right now, Disney is trying to find a solution that approaches the middle ground. They want to include the new president, but they're really worried that it would be too incendiary and, and there would be too much negative reaction in the Hall of Presidents if he were allowed to speak. All right. They're also saying that the planned reopening in June may well be delayed into the fall. Now, Disney is saying that part of the problem here is that they reached out to the Trump administration very early in his presidency about recording a message. And they say that they were not very communicative. OK, the Trump people and it wasn't and apparently what happened was it is reported by motherboard and also there's a piece on this in the Orlando Weekly which is a very anti-Trump publication by the way um that uh that that they wanted to go back and forth on what the message would be and apparently the Trump people had a different vision for what that message should be as opposed to the very generic um message that you always hear from the presidential figures in the Hall of Presidents, okay? So Disney may try to finesse this and say, hey, we couldn't get him to record anything, so we can't use him uh, as a speaking animatronic figure. So that's kind of where we are. I see, in a way, the box that Disney is in, not of their own making here, although I think their liberal politics are speaking here as well. But I, I really think it speaks to this issue of what's happening to our First Amendment rights in this country at the hands of the left. You know, they are shouting down Republican congressmen when they come back at town halls so they can't speak, and the left will not tolerate any discourse that does not align with their view. 
And that's what's going on here as well, Yaffe. And they're worried about there being chaos, maybe even violence inside the Hall of Presidents. I think that's some of what's going on here. Do you agree with me on that? Oh, yeah, I think that's definitely part of it. Of course, if the robot's there, someone could try to vandalize the robot yeah. or something. Just the present presence of the robot there. I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of ridiculous, Well, but I, honestly. I, I think there are two things here that I have a big problem with. One is censorship and media bias on display, okay? And I think there, there is no way they would ever have silenced the Obama figure no matter what. I just don't believe that. And, and, and I also think that, it, that it, it really is a sad commentary and where our politics are right now. Yeah, it shows how divided we are, how divided we've become, and how intolerant we've become of one That's another. That's the operative word, yeah. sir. That's the operative word. 407-916-5400. I don't know whether this story resonates with you to the degree that I do. I mean, it's just a robotic figure in the Hall of Presidents in a big amusement park. Disney's Magic Kingdom, right? But isn't it a bigger story than this about censorship, media bias, and intolerance from the left? We'll continue to follow the story on the Trump figure in the Hall of Presidents. Anything on the text line, Yaffe? Uh, yeah, I got a couple people saying one person said that um, Disney has gone too far and they will boycott Disney. Another person said uh, Disney is supposed to be a place where patriotism is above okay. partisanship. Um, where do we write and call to complain? Um, which, I don't know, you just call uh, Disney, I guess. Ideas, Go to their website or something. But um, uh, one person thinks you're wrong, though, bud. Okay, Thinks Go this ahead. is really Trump's fault because he didn't respond back. Well, they don't really say that he didn't respond back, okay? They said there was no compromising effort to get things moving. There has been some back and forth on his proposed script, okay? This is what is reported by the Motherboard website that says to have an inside source in the Disney Imagineering operation, okay? So maybe it was that, you know, they wanted the generic fluff that you hear from the Obama figure, the Bush figure, or the Clinton figure about America, et cetera, uh, and our history and our values, et cetera. Um, and maybe the president wanted something of more substance, and they said, no, we're not doing that, and that was the end of it. So we'll have to see. Very interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. You bet. All right, bottom of the hour, the Debmeister, Deborah Roberts, always interesting and um, never robotic, by the way. <laughs> that is the truth. <laughs> that, that's the truth. For about, sure. as, about as live and as lively as it gets. My partner and co-host Deborah Roberts with the news from the Frontgate Realty Studio. And good morning, Orlando. Visit LauraHasTheBuyers.com. All right, Deb Meister, we're continuing to get phone calls off the reports that Disney will not let the new Trump figures speak when the Hall of Presidents reopens. That they couldn't communicate well with the White House about the message they're saying. But I think we have politics and I think we have concerns about protests inside the Hall of Presidents, given how volatile the uh, politics are in this country right now. Well, that is certainly the case, uh, but we're not alone. We've also got John and Longwood calling in this morning. What's your take, John? Hi, good morning, good morning. First good morning. Off, good morning, Bud, and, and your fantastic ladies always there with you. I listen every morning to your show. That's My you, Deb. That's you, Deb, the fantastic lady. She, she, she should have seen her. She was looking around and say, where is she? I was. <laughs> she is right there, and she does a tremendous job, Bob, she does. supporting you and what you, what you, you do. a fantastic job every morning. You do. Both of you do. Thank, Thank you. you. Yes, she does. Um, my comment about is this. 
that it is about time that true American patriots stand up for what is right and do not continue to be silenced by the progressive activists. Well, what do we do in terms of the, the reports that they are not going to let the Trump figure speak at the Hall of Presidents? How do you stand up against that? We should boycott Disney, work with our dollars and cents, and that's the way that goes to the heart of, of their thoughts. And until Disney is forced to do what is right and proper, we, it, it, why do we continue on? To not have to, to, to people that do not even acknowledge what, the, what this country has voted for, and they continue on in every opportunity to try to silence the main support which our president has. And, and you know, everyone else outside the country acknowledges, and, and he's not a politician, he's not. But, but he's done everything he possibly can to demonstrate it. But they continue on, and every and Disney themselves are very, very liberal. Very well, there's liberal. no question that the leadership there is liberal, no doubt about it, John. Thank you very much. And there's also no question that uh, no matter how you feel about him, this is undeniably true. This is the most polarizing president that we have had in our lifetimes. And Disney doesn't like controversy, and they don't want oh. anything going on in the Hall of Presidents. Yeah, no, certainly not. But so at we'll the see. same time, you know, that was how you know public pressure is what. It caused SeaWorld to change its mind about, yep. you know, its live animal acts and such. So speaking with your wallet is sometimes, unfortunately, sometimes the loudest voice they hear. Yep. Thank you, John. We appreciate it. What's going on, Deb? Well, as you, as you mentioned, President Trump is now in Israel, the second leg of his overseas trip. His 36-hour visit will focus on trying to revive the Israel-Palestinian peace process. Today, Trump will sit down for talks with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Tomorrow, he'll visit the West Bank and meet with Palestinian. Palestinian leader Mahmoud Abbas. Uh, Mahmoud Abbas. This news brought to you by Tresco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. That's close enough. Yeah, it's kind of, you know, it's a Monday. You're such a perfectionist. You're like OCDC on this stuff. Oh, I'm That's very... why you're such a good newscaster, because you're so careful about everything. I am OCD, yeah. It's <laughs> frightening. They, they tease me in the newsroom with Do my they? OCD. Yeah, oh, yeah, they'll yeah. move the stapler. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm moving what? on to something else far more interesting. Uh, what? Did you know now you can own your very own firehouse? Oh, I, I know it from your headline you gave me to set up the yeah. news, but I've been very curious about it ever since. This would be such a cool building. St. Paul, Minnesota is selling a fire station. The city used from 1885 until 2010. The city says they don't want to see old station number 10 torn down, so they're soliciting offers from people interested in redeveloping the decommissioned building. What's interesting is that a department historian says that back when horses pulled fire rigs, the fire department's horse hospital was located behind the station. How about that? The estimated market price is $580,000. You know why uh, they're, they have the fireman's pole and they slide down? Get there quicker. Instead of the stairs, you don't trip on the stairs. I had heard, I don't know if this is true, but uh, I had heard, seen a special on it or something years ago, that it was because when the rigs used to be pulled by horses, they would have a problem with the horses coming up the stairs. So to keep the horses from going on to, or attempting to climb the stairs, oh, they I put see. the fireman's pole in well, so that, that I didn't know. the uh, horses couldn't get access to the second floor. Also, the whole reason why firehouses had a Dalmatian was because it would it would scare the other dogs away from the horses who would nip at the heels at the hooves of the horses as they were you know charging to go fight a fire now who else is going to bring you the news and give you that as a bonus <laughs> i gotta love that stuff you know what i would do with that place i would i would 
put in the world's largest firehouse subs franchise. <laughs> I was thinking the same That's thing. That's what needs to happen That's in that space. That's what I space. was thinking. I was thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> Come on, Yaffe. That's I love firehouse. Right? I'm, I'm up for that. He's all up for that. <laughs> in the firehouse. All up for a firehouse subs in the firehouse. I think that's a great idea. It Absolutely. Yeah. You know, maybe even a little school. Yeah. You know, maybe a place with uh, some housing for homeless people. We've got some tiny houses going up in Oviedo soon. Okay. Well, there you go. Oh, yeah. I, I watch that on TV sometimes. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. These houses you put on the back of a pickup truck. Seriously. I would go crazy. I would go absolutely nuts. I need a little space, Jeff <laughs> Meister. I do, too. All right. I good do, deal. too. Catch you a little later. I will be back at 8 o'clock. Is that a threat or a promise? No, that's a promise. It's a little <laughs> bit of both. It's a little bit of okay. both. Right now, let's bring in our News Radio 1025 National Correspondent, Joe Gomez, live from Washington, D.C., who is monitoring um, all developments on the president's uh, first foreign trip. Joe, welcome aboard. Great to have you back, as always, on Good Morning Orlando. Thanks for having me, bud. Hey, how about we start where the president is right now? When we came on the air at 6 o'clock, he had just landed in Tel Aviv, Israel. And the president is in uh, Jerusalem. Uh, He has a very busy schedule ahead of him for his uh, first visit to Israel as president of the United States. He made some remarks earlier alongside Israeli President uh, Rivlin, uh, and he's expected uh, to visit the Western Wall and the Church of the Holy Spoker in Jerusalem's old city today. The uh, Western Wall visit, Bud, is of uh, extreme significance because uh, the president will be the first sitting president of the United States to visit the holy site of the Western Wall in Jerusalem. It's uh, one of the holiest sites in Judaism, also one of the holiest sites in uh, in Islam. So it's probably going to be a sticking point to any type of Israeli-Palestinian peace deal. No, there's no doubt about that. And apparently, not only will he be meeting and is meeting with the Israeli leadership, he is going to meet with the top man among the Palestinians, right? Oh, that's right. He's going to meet with the uh, president of the Palestinian Authority, uh, Abbas, today. Or, sorry, tomorrow. And uh, he'll be meeting with him in Bethlehem after he gets done meeting with uh, uh, the Israeli uh, president and the Israeli prime minister today. So it looks like Trump is in search of the ultimate deal. He's going to be testing out his deal-making abilities, uh, trying to see if, uh, if peace between Israel and uh, and the Palestinians is uh, potentially um, in reach. And it's going to be uh, a very, very busy two days for the president after a, a very busy uh, weekend that he had uh, while in Saudi Arabia and delivering a, a well-received speech um, in Riyadh, the capital city of Saudi Arabia. On yeah, that, that was historic as well, no question about it. And uh, we played excerpts from that speech, and I watched it in its entirety on Sunday morning. I thought it was very strong, very presidential. And, um, you know, he backed off his anti-Muslim rhetoric from the campaign, but he challenged the Muslim nations who were gathered there in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, by saying, you know what, you've got to root out this Islamic terrorism. We can't do it alone. We'll partner with you, but you need to get this done from within your borders. That was kind of the message that I got from the president. Yeah, that was uh, the message that I got, too. And he talked about driving them out, the terrorists. Drive them out of your places of worship. Drive them out of your holy land and drive them out of this earth. He really framed it as a battle of good versus uh, evil, or approaching the foot soldiers of evil, as he put it, from their society, instead of uh, using some of the kind of uh, heated rhetoric that he used during the campaign trail. He, he never 
use the phrase a radical Islamic terrorism, um, instead kind of referring to Islamic extremism or Islamic uh, terrorism, which is a departure from what he a little bit. Uh, did during the campaign, but I think it was a welcome one. Well, if you're trying to, you know, negotiate and get a deal with somebody, we got a big business deal came out of this thing with Saudi Arabia and military arms and uh, other business connections, you don't want to poke them in the eye as hard as you can. I mean, I understand where he's coming from there. Uh, you're in Washington, D.C. Do you have a read from the nation's capital on how that Saudi Arabian speech was received? I thought it was so strong, but it doesn't matter what I think. What's official Washington thinking about this? Well, I think a lot of uh, Washington looked at that speech and they thought that the president seemed uh, enormously presidential. You know, as though the, the, finally the, the cloak of the of the presidency was weighing upon him because you know he he looked he has a, he has an opportunity here now that he's on the world stage abroad to really show off uh, that he you know can be the president uh, of the United States and the leader of the free world. And so I thought yeah. that. Uh, a lot of people in Washington felt that he came across as very polished. You know, as you pointed out, Buddy talked about the importance to unify Middle Eastern countries so that they can uh, help in the battle against terrorism. The U.S. is not going to tell them what to do, but they can help work with the United States to solve this problem. Absolutely right. And from here, he goes to the Vatican, talks with the Pope. He'll be um, doing the NATO meeting in Brussels. He'll wind up in Sicily with the G7 summit, has this ambitious five-stop, nine-day um, tour continues. First foreign trip by the president, and I think he's comporting himself early on very, very well. Great talking it all over with you, our News Radio 1025 national correspondent, Joe Gomez, live from the nation's capital. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, bud. All right, good deal. Now, there you are. You're up to date. We can talk about the Trump trip or whatever's on your mind. It's all wide open to you to take over the show for our 8 o'clock hour on Open Mind Monday. Be ready to call me with your take on any topic, local, national, whatever it is. And even if I don't agree with you, I will keep an open mind. That's my promise. Open Mind Monday. If you want to get in super early, uh, we'll open up the lines at 407-916-5400. Text line 23680. Hey, we're gearing up for Open Mind Monday. I'd love to know what's on your mind. I love it when the regulars call me, but I also love it when we get first-timers who just get something that they want to express, get off their uh, chest or announce to the world, local, national, whatever it happens to be. And and it's beautiful if, if you've got something that I might not buy into because I will keep my promise as best I can, and I really have to work to do this, to just keep an open mind no matter what it is you want to say. Now, come on, you're a talk show host for the duration of your show. Don't miss the opportunity to sound off on the topic of your choice. The president's Middle Eastern trip, is he as presidential as I perceive him to be? Final act of the Ringling Brothers Circus, animal rights activists have killed off the big circus, I believe the next stop will be, before you know it, there won't be any zoos in this country. And then we won't be allowed to eat meat because the meat was once an animal. Am I right? Is that where they are headed? And Disney looks like they're not going to let the President Trump animatronic figure uh, speak at the Hall of Presidents when it reopens. And I have been all over that. The Central Florida Golf Card is back. You can get 18 holes of play with a cart included at 10 premier golf courses in Central Florida between now and the 30th of September for the amazing price of 99 bucks. The Kissimmee Golf Club's on the list, Hunter's Creek as well, the Habitat Golf Course, and more. 18 holes of golf with the cart, valid 
until the 30th of September, 99 bucks. Such a limited number of these cards. You got to go get them now because once they're gone, they're gone. Don't wait. Get yours now at CentralFloridaGolfCard.com. Deborah Roberts, my partner and co-host here on Good Morning Orlando from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit LauraHasTheBuyers.com. About to update us on the news. More on President Trump now in Israel. And instead of the poker game, Texas Hold'em, lawmakers are playing Tallahassee Hold'em. And the Debmeisters got the story and all the news coming right up. And then you take over the show on Open Mind Monday. Call me, 407-916-5400. Tell me what's on your mind and what I need to know. Text line 23680. Good morning, Orlando, at 8 o'clock. Good morning, Orlando. It's Monday morning at 8 o'clock on the 50,000-watt front porch. Welcome aboard for the latest look at Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning, President Trump lands in Israel and lawmakers are playing Tallahassee Hold'em. We'll have the details coming up in one minute. And it's time for Open Mind Monday. Call me, text me, tell me what's on your mind, and you'll be heard next on Good Morning Orlando. And good Monday morning. It's 8.03 on News Radio 1025. President Trump is in Israel today as he moves on to the second stop of his first foreign tour. And Trump says yesterday's Arab Islamic American summit in Saudi Arabia was successful. In that visit, we reached historic agreements to pursue greater and greater cooperation in the fight against terrorism and its evil ideology. Air Force One flew into the Jewish state from Saudi Arabia, marking what's believed to be the first ever direct flight between the two countries. Both the Israeli prime minister and president were on hand to greet Trump on the tarmac. All three leaders then gave brief remarks. While in Israel, Trump is scheduled to lay a wreath at the Yad Vashem Holocaust Memorial, praying at the Western Wall, and visit the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The accused Times Square Rampage driver Richard Rojas says he knows he's crazy but isn't sure why. The Bronx man sat for two jailhouse interviews with the New York Post over the weekend saying he'd recently seen a mental health counselor at a veterans center and was trying to fix his life, get a job and get a girlfriend. Rojas also told the newspaper that he's sorry and wanted to apologize to all the victims' families as well as to his mom. The 26-year-old Navy vet told detectives he was high on marijuana and PCP when he drove his car into Times Square last Thursday, killing a young Michigan woman and injuring 22 other people. He's charged with second-degree murder and attempted murder. Bill Cosby's sexual assault trial gets underway today in Pennsylvania with jury selection. After the 12 jurors and six alternates are picked, they'll be moved to a Philadelphia suburb in Montgomery County where they'll be sequestered for the entire trial. Cosby is accused of drugging and molesting former Temple employee Andrea Constand in his home in 2004. Cosby is expected to be in the courtroom for the process of assembling the jury. It's been two weeks since Florida lawmakers passed their $83 billion budget, and Governor Rick Scott keeps making veto threats, but he can't do anything yet. Sissy Proctor at the Department of Economic Opportunity says the people who run the legislature are holding on to the budget, so there's nothing for the governor to veto. He hasn't been sent the budget yet, and so uh, we're waiting on the legislature, obviously, to send the budget over, along with um, several of the other uh, large pieces of legislation that passed uh, in conforming bills. The longer lawmakers hold on to the budget, the less time the governor has to use his veto power. But this game can only last so long. The bickering has to be done by July 1st. 
the start of the state government's fiscal year. And finally, after 146 years, it's curtains for the greatest show on earth. We want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. You've just witnessed the final presentation of this American treasure, this American icon, Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey. After nearly 150 years, the famed Ringling Brothers and Barnum and & Bailey Circus held its final performance last night before a sold-out crowd at Nassau Coliseum in New York. The iconic circus experienced a sharp drop in ticket sales after it stopped using live elephants and acts last May. The final show ended with the singing of the New Year's classic song, Auld Lang Syne. Right. Before the show, a Ringling Brothers spokesman said, quote, it really is the end of an era. Boy, it really is. And I'm surprised that there seems to be very little hue and cry about it. Maybe the big time animal circuses are passe. I don't know. Well, you know, it's not just, you know, the animal rights activists. uh, One of the ringmasters they spoke to said, you know, everyone's face is like this at a show. Everyone's buried into their smartphone. Mm -hmm. And it's so hard to compete with today's entertainment when you can get the latest and the greatest right off your smartphone device. Interesting thought on so that, yeah. The, the digital mm-hmm. era has a lot to do with our changing tastes in entertainment. Yeah, it may well, but I, I think what really um, it did them in more than anything, and I think those are factors there, is the is the animal rights oh, uh, movement. Yeah, well, the, It's a great triumph for PETA, what happened here. Well, PETA and other groups, but yeah, it, it was, they said that was the final death knell was when they had to retire the elephants last year. Yep, and as I said earlier, we can talk about it at Open Mind Monday, gang, if you want to. Um, you know, I, I think we may be headed very shortly for no more circuses with animals. Later on, no more zoos, and who knows, you know, another generation or two. Maybe nobody eats uh, anything that once had a face. Who knows? We'll have to see. We'll talk about it. Deb, um, I'm sorry. I, I just all, all of a sudden took over the end of your newscast. Are no, we, no, not there? at all. Not at all. Uh, no, but I do want to lead everyone to go to the website where they can read about a surgeon and being in hot water for doing liposuction in a barn. That has animals. I'm on it. Does that work? <laughs> nice, seamless transition Thank there. You. It all flows Thank in. you. It's I a, am a professional. Oh, what a tapestry you yeah. weave, Deb Meister. Thank you. Thank you. Don't try this at home. (laughs) Seriously, don't. You can read the story yourself at uh, 1025WFLA.com. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025. As we roll on to the Open Mind Monday, my favorite hour of the whole show, Monday 8 to 9, you call me and sound off on the topic of your choice, and I'll listen and keep an open mind, and you will be heard far and wide. 407-916-5400, and the text line 23680. It's the Deb Meister, the Bud Man, Yaffe at the controls, Michael Screening, and we are ready to go with Open Mind Monday. First of all, though, we have um, an update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic for you coming up in just two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Well, I haven't heard from you yet on Open Mind Monday. What's on your mind? 407-916-5400, text line 23680. But we are hearing from one of our listeners who can pick us up crystal clear from anywhere on earth because he has the iHeartRadio app, and it is just fantastic. So we can bring him in from... Minnesota, Chuck, you're on the 50,000-watt front porch from the land of 10,000 lakes. Welcome to the show. GMO, BHL. We're up here in Minnesota in our summer home. Wonderful. And 
it's interesting. People aren't talking about Obama still being in Washington, D.C. He's not playing golf. He, I believe, is the leaker. The people that are in government are calling him and his underground government, and they're leaking to the national media from there. All of the stations have the same story every day. Where do you, you think it's just one leak? No. It's just unbelievable. People are really realizing who is running our government. Now, hang on a minute. Did you just say a moment ago, I mean, maybe I couldn't hear you well from that distance, even though with the iHeartRadio app, of course, it's a crystal clear signal. It might be my ears. Did you say that President Trump is the leaker? No, President Obama. Oh, I see. Got it. Oh, he is still living in D.C. Got it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, he's still there, and we don't see him playing golf. He's too busy leaking everything. People aren't calling the the newspaper directly. Yeah. Their job, they're they're 20, 30-year people in civil service. They don't want to lose their pension. They don't want to go to jail. They call the underground government. Got it, Chuck. And I think think you're making a lot of sense here, and we talk about it in one form or another on the program. But I have to ask you, how in the world does a rock-solid conservative like you survive, not only in the land of Minnesota of 10,000 lakes, but maybe like 10 million liberals? I could tell you stories up here. There are (laughs) nine, nine kids up here that were sentenced to 25 and 30 years in jail because they were going to join ISIS. That's something that the national media didn't even pick up on. Very interesting talking with you, Chuck. Let me move on to other callers. Enjoy your vacation time, but come back to us, will you? Well, we'll be down in Florida in fall. All right, we'll be looking for you. But in the meantime, see, this is what we're talking about, Yaffe. With this free iHeartRadio app you can download, you can be a part of the show from anywhere, anytime. As you should. As you should be. It's a beautiful no, thing, isn't no it? No excuses is really how I, I interpret that. Yep. I want to take some textures on Open Mind Monday with your take on any topic at uh, 23680. I've got some great callers lined up on the 50,000-watt front porch, and um, we're going to continue on here. Don't go away. Kathy, how about we check that text line at 23680 for the incoming on Open Mind Monday. What are folks talking about via the text line? Oh, they're talking about a bunch of different topics, bud. One person said Trump in Saudi Arabia was amazing. Much respect for the king. What a speech. So a lot of people like his speech. I'm still getting a lot of text, bud, on the whole, uh, the end of the circus. Really? Yes, PETA ending the circus. One person says PETA kills the circus. They have been after SeaWorld for years, and yes, zoos are in their crosshairs as well as pet stores. Now, my my prediction earlier off the demise of the Ringling Brothers Circus, which among other things is a huge triumph for the animal rights movement driven by the PETA crowd, okay? In five years, I predict there will not be a circus you can go take your kids to with animals of any kind in it in America. It will all have to follow the Cirque du Soleil model, and, and, and that's wonderful, of course. But but uh, with only 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 people, okay. Now, within twenty five years, I predict there will be no zoos here, okay. Won't be able to see. Won't be any animals allowed to be held in captivity anywhere. And within fifty years, um, they're they're going after our our food supply. No burgers, no buffalo wings for you, Yaffe. Oh. You cannot. You cannot 
eat anything that once had a face. I think that's where they're headed. Well, I'll be 80 years old at the time, so it'll just be time for me to go at that point, I think. Yeah, I'll be a few years (laughs) older than that and grumpy. (laughs) So watch it, and that'll really make me grumpy. 407 916 Do you have more on the text line, Yaffe, or is it all circus-themed? Other other takes on this? Maybe some folks think it's time for the circus to go? Uh, no, most uh, most agree with you that it's going to go, but most are not happy about it. How about the reports that are out there? We discussed that Disney will not allow the new Trump animatronic figure at the Hall of Presidents to speak. We talked about that before. I find that outrageous on several levels. But I want to know what you think. It's Open Mind Monday. Let's talk about our local roads. And a lot of you are dealing with uh, that very topic this morning as you make your way to and fro to work, etc. Here's Jerry joining us from Orlando on Open Mind Monday. Go ahead, Jerry. Yes, there's a uh, project on uh, the 408 extension, which is uh, being considered, which will go through some neighborhoods. And uh, the county is going to uh, eminent domain about 300 uh, families so they can build a road. Now, this is way out on the east side. They want to extend it, right, beyond right. Um, uh, you know, where it is now, headed out eastward into the rural area of, uh, of Orange County, right? Correct. They want to take it all the way out to uh, 520. Now, how do you feel about that? Well, how would you feel if... Uh, some state's going to come in and tell you, hey, we're taking your house. Get out of here. If, if it is not an essential public project, I have a huge problem with that. And Well, that's the question. Is it an essential project to try to uh, make traffic uh, flow a little bit better uh, or not? Well, that, that, that depends on their perspective. I'll, I'll tell you, the officials, you know, in Orange County, you can see the tax base expanding, et cetera, will tell you it's essential. I don't find it to be. I think the last thing we need is another toll road leading to and actually helping create another cookie-cutter housing development in Orange County. Well, this is not going to result in the uh, cookie-cutter uh, thing. There's rumors that uh, uh, four flags of or six flags of America is looking to put in a uh, new project somewhere down the road. So what are you, what are, you, are you are you talking about a major theme park or something, an amusement park? Right. Or, right. How, how would park. you feel about that over in that area of Orange County? That could work overall, but uh, not at the expense of displacing uh, families. There are other routes that will take the. Uh, Highway, uh, All right, so what are you going to do about it, Jerry? Well, there's going to go to, there's public meetings, uh, you Good. know, and just just display, uh, express your dissatisfaction at it and hope the county commissioners uh, realize that uh, people are more important than uh, trying to save some uh, environmental land uh, so they don't have to uh, uh, save the uh, salamanders and displace people instead. Got it, Jerry. Go get them. And bring a bunch of friends with you and keep at it because that can make a difference. We've had projects like this turned aside before, but not if the people don't speak up. I'm shocked that he talked about a Six Flags possibly being built here. That, that's an interesting development. I hadn't heard that we, before. I hadn't either. We have Disney, Universal, SeaWorld, and then we'd have a Six Flags. That's just crazy. 
Well, <laughs> to and, think about. and the thought would be we're going to build it away from all the others, you know, so it doesn't have to compete so directly with them. Yeah. But that would be kind of out there. And that, that is an interesting thought. We're going to do a little research on that. Jerry, thank you. That's the first we've heard of it. Deb, we're watching live on the monitor right now. President of the United States and the First Lady are just on the grounds of the Church of the Holy Sepulchre in Jerusalem as the foreign trip continues. Yes, he uh, left Saudi Arabia and is now in Israel, where he will sit down with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu today. Tomorrow, he'll visit the West Bank and meet with Palestinian leader Mahmoud Abbas. The focus of the talks will be restarting the stalled Israeli-Palestinian peace process. However, Trump will not give a planned speech at the Masada because Israel won't allow the presidential helicopter to land there. Israeli Air Force regulations ban helicopters from the summit of the UNESCO World Heritage Site overlooking the Dead Sea. Trump will instead deliver his speech at the Israel Museum in Jerusalem. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A teen boy is dead after drowning in Suwannee County. This is in Florida's Big Bend region. The Suwannee County Sheriff's Office Saturday recovered the body of a 13-year-old who was pulled under in the Little River Springs area. The boy disappeared while swimming there earlier in the day with friends. Florida loses more children under the age of 5 to drowning than any other state. And with that grim statistic in mind, here are some tips to keep children and others safe while swimming in the pool this summer. Dr. Nihat Vias says drownings are often silent and quick. They occur very rapidly and they occur uh, without warning. So it's very important to have your eyes on the pool or the body of water and not necessarily just your ears. Dr. Via says swimming lessons can never take the place of adult supervision. A recent national poll shows that parents often underestimate the risk of drowning in pools with no lifeguard. Nearly 40 percent of parents polled said they would allow their child to swim unsupervised in a home or hotel pool. Dr. Via says just because your child knows how to swim doesn't mean they aren't at risk of drowning. And here's another example of that. This time an adult, a weekend celebration now has friends in mourning. A man was found dead in a pool at a home in Pinellas Park yesterday where a party was held. Those at the party say they last saw the man early Sunday morning and a search of the home and the hospital turned up nothing. Mm. About 12 hours after he was last seen, the man's body was found at the bottom of an algae-covered pool, and police are ruling the death as an accidental drowning. Because with the algae, you couldn't see the bottom. Exactly, and without knowing whether or not he knew how to swim, if he were struggling, it's such a a big deal. Well, and it isn't just kids, as you point out with that that terrible story. You cannot, I mean, unsupervised swimming for anybody is an invitation to disaster. It really is. You're just rolling the dice doing that. You really are. And not only that, there was a a case over the weekend in Alabama. Somebody else who was uh, a 55-year-old man, I believe, is in critical condition, electrocuted in his pool. We've had a couple of cases of that in Florida. So if you have lights in your pool, you know, with the summer pool season just getting ready to get started, like you were talking, uh, you and I were talking earlier, but it was so hot and humid this weekend with the humidity being back. Folks are using their pool. Have an electrician, you know, a licensed electrician come out, check to make sure that the lights in your pool are grounded before the kids go in there. Um, They also talk about you know, the way that the waves reflect on the water makes it so that you can't really see if there's someone at the bottom of the pool. It's really a lot more than just a fence, an alarm, and a lifeguard.
But with some vigilance and common sense, nobody has to die in a swimming pool, Deb. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully we can get those statistics down and not, you know, Florida doesn't have to be number one in that area any longer. You bet. But, you know, you can get these stories and more at 102.5 WFLA. But the third hour of Good Morning Orlando and Open Mic Monday, most importantly, continues Open Mind Monday. I said Open Mic. Yeah, Open Mic's easy. Me keeping an open mind, harder. I don't think so. (laughs) Oh, it is. (laughs) I don't think so. Not at all. I think having an open mic around me is far more dangerous than having an open uh, mind with Bud. That's been proven more times than we can count, (laughs) Yaffe. Don't give me an opportunity. I'm just shaking my head. The audience can't see you, but I'm shaking (laughs) my head. (laughs) (laughs) But Open Mind Monday continues now. Thanks, Deb. Hey, you're welcome. By the way, we're going to go into the break here. Jerry, if you're still listening, you're worried about Six Flags building um, a, a park out there in the eastern end of um, of Orange County, out where they want to extend the 408. Yaffe, you did a little bit of research. You connected with the Six Flags folks. What can you tell us on that? How about I tell them after the break? Oh, that that's an excellent tease. idea. There we go. There's, yes. There's their producer. Oh, man, that's my <laughs> man, Yaffe. That's coming up. We have some information for you, okay? And it uh, may make you feel a little bit better than you were feeling a few minutes ago there, Jerry. Do you think that the PETA crowd is emboldened or have been? They will be beyond measure off the demise of the Ringling Brothers Circus. I predict if they are unchecked, we will see an end to animal circuses in this country. You won't be able to take your kids to a circus with any animals in it. It'll all be the human model, like the Cirque du Soleil model. And I predict in 25 years, there won't be any zoos here. No more captive animals. And in 50 years, believe me, you won't be able to eat anything that once had a face. Goodbye to Yaffe and his buffalo wings and the Bud Man and his burgers. I'm not liking this. Now, do you think when you say no more zoos or cap- animals in captivity... Does that include fish and aquariums? Do you think they're going to want to get rid of that, too? Got to go. Man. Not right. Not got to do it. Got to do silly. it. I'm telling you, if they're unchecked, and so far they are, that's where we're headed. You know you know what they've done to SeaWorld. Now you know what they've done to the circus. What about Jerry, who was worried about Six Flags putting a great big roller coaster theme park out in eastern Orange County when the 408 gets extended there, which is under discussion? Yeah, and we actually had a texter, too, who heard a rumor that they were going to put Six Flags over where the Artagon Mall used to be. Used to be Festival Bay Mall, so that was interesting. But according to the Six Flags CEO, John Duffy, um, last November... He said, we really have no plans to do any construction of new parks in the U.S. because the markets are covered by existing parks. He says, the growth opportunity of having this brand to be able to take it overseas is really the significant growth driver. So they are focusing more on international markets instead of building more here. All right. Now, I'm not saying they couldn't change their mind, Jerry, but that is the latest that we have on Six Flags. Hope you are still listening. Uh, let me bring on um, David from Ocala. It's Open Mind Monday. Time's a little tight, so sum it up, David. Okay, I think we know, if nothing else, that the deep state is collecting everything that we say, text, and do. And that includes uh, people that, that are in the administrations, including the last administration. I think that, of course, they want to destroy Trump, but at the same time, the people in the deep state know that they have collected all this information, and yes, they have all of Hillary's emails. They have all of Lois Lerner's emails, what they were saying in the IRS and Benghazi. 
and they know that. And they're trying to keep the uh, people's eyes on this ball over here yeah. instead of this ball over here. To when they find out that the Democrat Party, what that last administration was doing, I think the American people will be appalled. And I Thank think that's trying. They're playing defense. Great, great. Sound on the alarm on that, David. We do it as well here. For those who aren't familiar with the deep state, it's the entrenched bureaucracy with a vested interest in things remaining the way they have been, not the way Trump envisions it from this country. And it is real, and 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 they are on the move. Frank from Apopka, I think you were listening when I said the reporting is from multiple sources that Disney will not allow the new Trump animatronic figure at the Hall of Presidents to speak. It will be there, but it will not speak. And we've talked about it and the problems I have with that. What are your thoughts, Frank, on Open Mind Monday? Well, if uh, but I'm sure you'll remember the original uh, Hall of Presidents, they had Lincoln speak at the end. Right. And, and Lincoln, at that time, was under the control of the Disney Brothers. And Lincoln, they gave his 1828 speech where he talked about that America could never be conquered unless the danger came from within. And the danger came from within because Michael Eisner became part of the Council on Foreign Relations. And when he took over and the liberals took over, they took out that speech because it was a very patriotic Hall of Presidents, and they put in uh, uh, the – they changed the film to bear – all right. Portray America is very divisive. Okay, I, I don't know that history, but what you're saying is silencing the Trump figure is just a continuation of the liberal leadership at Disney, right? That's right. Thank you very much. Let me squeeze in Kevin from Celebration quickly on Open Mind Monday before we go to Sound Judgment. Go ahead, Kevin. Hey, bud, man. Uh, recently, uh, actually, uh, Deb reported that Rick Willenda uh, and a, a team were looking to buy... Uh, Ringling Brothers. Whatever became of that, or was that just uh, just talk? Or I haven't heard that? anything more about it, but I I really do think it's too expensive a business model going city to city by train these days, et cetera. They had all kinds of problems, but without the animal rights movement uh, trying to shut them down, there would still be a circus. But I don't know whether or not in this climate it has a future. I'll tell you what, we'll get our research arm on that, Kevin. So stay tuned. Now, time to go and find contestants for the Open Mind Monday, not the Open Mind Monday, but the successor to Open Mind Monday in the 8 o'clock hour. It's our sound judgment game. we got great prizes, as always, but you got to be on the 50,000-watt front porch. The only way you get there is to call me, and they'll put you on hold. The gang in the control room will. 407-916-5400. Open Mind Monday calls only. All right, the grand finale, our sound judgment game. Brand new prize up for grabs. You patriots are going to want to listen to this and win it. Talk about it, Michael. Yes, this is for our true patriots out there, so listen up, because today, if you are our winner, you will get a copy of American Spirit, Mannheim Steamroller's stunning musical tribute to America on CD. It's a musical celebration of our country and the people that make it great, featuring Mannheim's version of patriotic classics like America the Beautiful, the Star-Spangled Banner, and Battle Hymn of the Republic. You can get it today. It's available on Amazon.com, iTunes.com, and MannheimSteamroller.com. Very cool, Michael, and beautifully read. All right, we're ready to go. All right, what's this guy talking about? In today's sound judgment game, that's the question you need to answer correctly in order to be our prize winner. Are you ready? Listen to this sound cut, then use your sound judgment 
to tell me, yeah, what's this guy talking about? We are the bedrock of American pop culture. We have influenced a tremendous amount in society. We've added to the vernacular, hold your horses, throw your hat in the ring, the show must go on, jumbo, that's all us. All right, that's in the news, and what is this guy talking about? Let's go to line four. Go ahead, line four. I'm going to put him on hold, see if you can wake him up. you got to listen to the phone, not the radio. Turn the radio down. Line three. Go ahead on sound judgment. Line three. Ringling Brothers? Yes. The circus that closed forever last night after 146 years. Good job and congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely great. You got that brand new patriotic album from our friends at Mannheim Steamroller. I hope you're going to enjoy that one. I sure will. Excellent. Thank you. Yeah, we're, we're excited to have you on board. Give me your first name. I'll write you a note of congratulations to accompany the uh, CD. It's Rebecca. Rebecca, R-E-B-E-C-C-A. From? Uh, Heathrow. Ah, uh, yes, I know it well. Thank you, Rebecca. Don't go away. You and Michael can talk it all over off air. Do not hang up, and you're our winner. Congratulations to you, Rebecca. Yep. That guy I was talking about, the Ringling Brothers Circus, gone forever. You're about to hear a lot less of us because our time is gone. Glenn standing by, followed by Rush and Dave Ramsey to take you through the day. From the Frontgate Realty Studio, we have brought you the Monday edition. Good morning, Orlando. Visit LaurenHasTheBuyers.com. For Deb, for Yaffe, for Michael and the whole team, the Budman here, thanks for a great show. Have a great day. Thank you. God bless you, and God bless America.